Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beef Up Front podcast. This is your host, Ryan Coyle. And today I'm joined by Josh Nolan as we're going to do a, a quick hitting MLB uh, preview podcast as the season starts. Opening day is on Thursday uh, night, the 23rd. So we're going to kind of run through some uh, individual awards, uh, look forward to some teams that might have some success this season and just kind of break down the, the basics of the MLB season as we finally get a return to sports. Anything you got to say, Josh, before we start? Well, thanks for having me, Ryan. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, doing another podcast with you. I'm really looking forward to having baseball back. Um, it's going to be an interesting a short one, and um, it's going to cause for some, some turmoil across the league. So we'll have to um, just wait and see how this is all going to play out. All right. Uh, first off, we're going to start with – Breaking down our MVPs from uh, both the NL and the AL. So, Josh, you want to break uh, break down your MVP from the NL first? Sure. So, National League is um, it's going to be an interesting one. It's a pretty wide open race. I'm going to go off the board just a little bit, and I'm going to take Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Milwaukee's a team who's going to be fighting for a wild card spot. Certainly not a surefire playoff team, but um, they really have a shot in in the NL Central. And it's all going to be contingent on Yelich. He's been their best player for the last year or two now. He's been their most consistent player, and he's one of the best young talents in the league. He's really the um, the, the the key to the success in their outfield and also at the plate. So um, the Brewers are sort of going to go as Yelich goes, but I think he's going to rise to the occasion and have a really great year. Yeah, I think he's one of the more complete players uh... – in the NL, his name kind of flies under the radar when they kind of talk about those best players, like when you got when you're talking about Trout or Aaron Judge, Altuve, guys like that. But Yelich, I think, definitely belongs in that conversation. He's a worthy MVP candidate. I kind of picked the guy who's in the same boat as him. I picked Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres for my NL MVP. Uh, just going off kind of what you said about the Brewers, I got the Padres kind of. Finishing in the middle of the pack there uh, in the NL, kind of competing for a wild card berth. They're not going to be a great team, but I think that Machado is going to have a very good season. He signed that big deal last year with them, and he kind of got off to a slow start, but as the season went on, him and the Padres kind of got better. So he's a guy who's one of the more talented players in the league, and not just with the bat, but with the glove. He's a great fielder, uh, gold glove caliber player. So we could see him win a gold glove, silver slugger, and he should be competing for MVP type of uh, season. Yeah, I agree. Machado's a great player. I think he and Yelich, like you said, are sort of in the same boat. They're not playing for your the flashiest teams or your typical World Series contending teams. But I think that gives them all the more advantage, you know, in sort of um, – and, and, you know, in this MVP race because uh, they'll be really such a key piece for their team and they'll, they'll be getting a good share of their team's production, I think. So that'll really give them a good opportunity to stand out. So going off of that, uh, we'll just finish up with the NL here. Who would you uh, have as your Cy Young pick for the NL? So I'm actually um, going to go with a guy from the defending champion, Washington Nationals. I'm taking Steven Strasburg. He's a guy who, throughout his career, was he was such a highly touted prospect when he first was drafted, first came up into the majors, but he's really been plagued with injuries uh, throughout his career. But last year we saw what what he could really do when he has um, you know a more or less injury free season. Uh, he, he had you know for, for sure his most um, 
his most complete season. Uh, and, you know, it was not the peaks and valleys that you typically saw from him. And he ended up being a key piece in their World Series, in their World Series title last year. And um, so he's a guy who, again, you know, um, he, he's going to be a key piece to the rotation. Uh, if, if they have a guy like him who can, who can really, you know, supplement the rest of, of that, um, you know, class rot- rotation that they have, um, you know, I think, I think this is going to be a really successful season once again for the Nationals. Yeah, uh, so just piggybacking off you, I have another guy from the Nationals as my Cy Young. Uh, it's kind of a basic pick. But I feel like this, I feel like it, especially in a season this short, I think it's going to be a pitcher who's been there, done that. So I picked Max Scherzer just because in a 60 game season, he's probably only going to get, what would you say, about 10 starts, something like that. Yeah. So you're looking at a guy who, in those 10 starts, he could probably get, he could go 10 and 0, he could go 9 and 1, 8 and 2, something like that, and have dominant enough numbers where it's going to be a guy who's definitely experienced. I don't think. It'll be like a young and up-and-coming pitcher or kind of just a random like curveball to say pitcher for the year who gets thrown in there. But we've seen Scherzer dominate, or dominate games uh, for multiple seasons now as multiple Cy Youngs. I just feel like he's a safe pick and a guy that you can rely on to if you're putting money down on a bet where Scherzer is probably up there in the top two or three favorites to win the Cy Young. I feel like he's definitely a safe guy to pick. You know what you're getting from him, game in, game out. And he's just a dominant, overpowering guy who, and he's playing on a great team in the Nationals. So I like your pick of Strasburg, but I had to go with the guy who's who has a few Cy Youngs under his belt already. I do think that's an important point you made about um, the fact that you know a pitcher could go, you know, nine and one, ten and zero, something like that, assuming they're going to have about ten starts. Um, you know, I, I think that this year we're going to see sort of these, you know, the, normally the season's a long one and it's kind of a game of runs. Uh, teams go on runs, individual players have, you know, highs and low points in the season. But um, I think we'll see some of these inflated stats when there's, since there's not so um, so much time for players to sort of ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think a guy like, like Scherzer can have, or, and like Strasburg, really can have um, uh, sort of these, strong showings, you know, for, for extended, you know, for sort of short periods of time. And, um, I think that's really going to benefit guys like that. But yeah, I mean, these are going to, these two put together, if they're both able to remain injury free, um, you know, they make a great one, two punch for the Nationals uh, pitching rotation. Another thing I was thinking kind of, as I was preparing for the show that with only a 60 game season, I feel like a lot of managers, I mean, maybe not the first one or two, uh, starts, just because pitchers are getting their legs back under and whatnot, but they might like throw them like eight, nine innings consistently if they're throwing well, because it's not like you have to save them over a 162-game season in the playoffs. These guys are only going to be playing baseball for the next three months or so, so they might try and get the most out of them and rely on their studs, so you could see even more uh, inflated numbers with strikeouts and whatnot per start from guys like Scherzer and Strasburg going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Players will be able to, for the most part, exert themselves um, throughout you know, the entirety of the season and not have to save themselves for later, mm-hmm. per se. So you're going to get everyone's best on every given day. Yeah, so just going, uh, now we now that we hit on the MVP and the Cy Young for the NL, we'll move over to the AL. Uh, who do you got for the AL MVP? Um, uh, I, I, I got a guy who 
I got a repeat bid here, actually. Justin Verlander um, actually won the AL Cy Young Award last year, and I, I like him to do it again. Um, I, I think that, you know, he's going to be the guy for the Astros, an Astros team that, like it or not, will, will be a World Series contender this year. And, um, you know, I, I just think that uh, he's going to be, again, you know, a, a really necessary piece for them to win. And, um, you know, I think he'll, to, he'll be able to, uh, like we were talking about earlier, just um, give his best throughout the, you know, this, the whole stretch of this shortened season and, um, you know, really just be a key contributor to that team. Yeah, I agree. I think you hit it right on the head there. But I got Garrett Cole, the big uh, offseason signing, nine years, $324 million to the New York Yankees. Uh, coming off that uh, World Series, or the World Series birth, but when they played the Nationals last year. But he was a big uh, piece for the Astros rotation. Now he'll be going to to New York primetime, uh, and looks like the Yankees might have the best team in the AL. So he'll be the ace for that rotation going forward for the foreseeable future. It looks like he's just a dominant guy who wouldn't surprise me if he led the league in strikeouts and wins this year. Uh, he's going to keep a low ERA. He's, he's just like I was saying with Scherzer. He's a guy, you know what you're getting out of him. You can depend on game in and game out. And he's not like a guy who's going to depend on throwing 95 to a hundred every game. He's, he knows how to work the strike zone. It's not like with age, his arms going, he's, he knows how to work the strike zone. He knows how to get batters out. He's just a all around. He's a great pitcher, and I think he's a a pretty safe pick for, for this one. Yeah, and I think Cole's move from from Houston to New York is is really going to help both of these guys, both our picks, both Verlander and mm-hmm. uh, and, and himself, Cole. Uh, you know, I think they're both going to be the ace in hell on their team, and they're going to be the go-to guys. So, um, you know, when you're it's it can be tough to um, to win. You know, the Cy Young Award when like our NL picks when you're sort of you know, sharing the shine yeah. on your own, the level of your own team. So I think both of these guys being the ace in their respective um, locations are, are going to be really um, big for them in their in their run. So, you know. so with that being said, who would you pick for your AL MVP? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. My, my AL MVP, um, the guy who just moved from the National League to the American League, we're going back to Washington here. He just left Washington this year, and that's Anthony Rendon. Um, he's going to an Angels team where, you know, obviously he was able to shine last year in Washington uh, with, with a really great team, a World Series team surrounding him. He's going to go into, um, you know, in, into a Los Angeles team where he's, uh, where, where he's the, the key guy in their infield. Yeah, he's, got Mike, he's got Mike Trout there with him, but um, he's, you know, going to be one of the biggest pieces there. And um, it's going to be, again, a team that's really relying on him. But he's he's a good glove over at uh, third base, and he's you know got one of the best bats in the league too. So um, he's just a well-rounded player and a guy who I think is really going to shine this year with the Angels. Yeah, and especially with a guy like Trout, you don't I don't know if what their lineup's going to look like if he'll be hitting ahead of Trout or behind Trout. But people are going to want to avoid pitching to Mike Trout, and that's going to leave opportunities on the table for a guy like Rendon, who we saw last year in the playoffs and especially the World Series, he really shined. But my AL MVP, I have Alex Bregman uh, from the Astros, one of the key members of their scandal, but that doesn't hide the fact that he's still one of the premier talents in the league. Uh, hit 41 home runs last year. I think guy, the guys who have that raw power and are the big-time hitters, they're really going to be the ones who, in the limited season with the 
limited number of at bats and opportunities they have. Their their stats are really going to be the ones that matter. I mean, you can look at the guys who like Mike Trout who affect it in all facets of the game, but I think those like eye popping numbers this year are going to be the big thing for the MVP. And look at a guy like Bregman. I think he could definitely lead the AL or even the whole MLB in home runs. So that would be my pick. And he's also a very solid fielder as well. He can he can do it all, but his uh, ability at the plate is really uh, going to push him over the top for me. But with that being said, we'll move on to our World Series picks. Um, Josh, you want to start us off with yours? Absolutely. Um, so for my National League champion, I have a bit of a dark horse here that I picked. I'm taking the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the, the Braves are, you know, a, a young team, but they're one who – had, you know, a, they have acquired a, a, a few, you know, key pieces over the offseason. And um, they're a really well-rounded team right now. They're going to have um, they're gonna have firepower at all levels of the batting order. They've got a nice pitching rotation. And I, I just think that, you know, they're going to uh, really be able to sneak up on some teams and do some damage here in the National League. So they're my pick to win the National League. Uh, I've got them losing the World Series, however, to the New York Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are, you know, we, we've seen what, they, what they've done the past couple of years. They've been one of the most exciting teams in baseball. You know, you've, you've got Aaron Judge um, that has been one of the most electrifying players. And like, like you were saying earlier, with the acquisition of Garrett Cole, um, he really helps with their, you know, their pitching rotation as well. So they just they just have it, you know, in all areas of the, um, in all areas of the game. Um, and they're just a really well-rounded team. They've been knocking on the door the last couple of years. But I think this is the year they pull through and really make a make a push at this. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I think they're the, at least in the AL, the most talented team. Um, along with Judge, you have John Carlos Stanton in the outfield. I think we were touching on it earlier. You picked up probably top two or three pitcher in the MLB and Garrett Cole to to lead your staff. But I'm going in a different direction. Uh, for the NL, I have the Dodgers as my NL champion. And in the AL, I have the Minnesota Twins. So in the World Series, I'll just get to this real quick. I have the Dodgers uh, finally getting over that hump and taking down the Twins in the World Series. Uh, the Twins are an up-and-coming team. For people who don't follow baseball that closely, when you hear the Twins, you're not really thinking that they're like an AL powerhouse like you would the Red Sox or the Yankees. But they actually finished with 101 wins last season, uh, winning the NL Central. So, I mean, that's a big – that's a big – getting over that 100-win mark in the MLB is a very hard thing to do. So, they're a young and upcoming team, but I think this year, like, with the with the shortened season, it's going to be a veteran-led, experienced teams that excel. And the Twins, like I, I would just say, was young and upcoming, but they're coming off a playoff berth last year. Uh, the year before, they were in the wild card. So, they have some of that experience under their belt, but they're a team that's just going to continue to get better and continue to grow. They didn't lose anybody uh, from that 101-win team uh, of significance, and they picked up Josh Donaldson, former uh, MVP, who's a all-star caliber player still. But I have the Dodgers taking them down. I think the Dodgers, at least in my lifetime, this might be the most talented roster that I've seen from top to bottom, especially after trading for Mookie Betts, uh, one of the premier outfielders in the league, and they got David Price now to go with Clayton Kershaw in the rotation. Got Walker Buehler, who's a Cy Young, one of the Cy Young favorites. You got Corey Seager at shortstop. You got Cody Bellinger. You got Jock Peterson. I mean, this outfield especially, but the lineup from top to bottom, it's, you can just go on and on. There's no, there's no free outs in that lineup. They're a team that's just going to come 
come to play every day with the most talent and in a shortened season like this, the Dodgers find a way to get out to a hot start. Like as crazy as it sounds, you could see them winning 45 to 50 of those 60 games and being a head and shoulders above the rest of the NL. I think that's pretty, I think it's pretty clear that they, they're the favorite, but I could definitely see a team sneaking up on them, especially with their past downfalls in uh, October and November with the, where the world series ends. But AL, I like the twins to emerge as a, as a young up and coming team that has some experience under the belt and the Dodgers as the superior, most talented team in the league this year. So I would pick the Dodgers over the twins for my world series. Yeah. I think we sort of split the difference here. I think the, the presumptive pick for the world series, the really trendy pick is um, the Yankees versus the Dodgers. Yeah. Two proven teams with clear star power who have playoff experience. Um, and I think that, you know, the Twins and the Braves are sort of, you know, in a similar vein, young up-and-coming teams who are sort of ready to bust onto the scene. The, the Twins have really had a disrespectful lack of, um, you know, attention put their mm-hmm. way, especially, like you said, given the fact that they eclipsed the 100-win mark last year. Uh, they're, they're a really good team, one not to be taken seriously. I, I, um, and uh, one to be taken seriously, I guess I said that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that um, I'm a little hesitant to take the Dodgers, uh, because of you know because of their lack of um, you know their lack of playoff success in the past, but yeah they're definitely the, the clear cut favorite. They they have like you said on paper the best roster um, in the National League, but yeah um, overall no complaints with uh, those two picks. Yeah, just uh, before we wrap this up, that was kind of our last thing. But before we wrap this up, you got like a maybe a dark horse team, an under the radar team that you think could could emerge and surprise some people in the sixty game season. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, I actually like the Cleveland Indians. There's some there's you know some talk um, about you know the, the locker room maybe a little disjointed. Some guys maybe on their way out, but they they still have you know they have the personnel to make a deep playoff run mm-hmm. um, as they stand. I, I you know I don't necessarily think they'll make the World Series, but you know it's a team where I think people aren't expecting them, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I mean, this is a little biased, but I like the Phillies. The I don't know to make like the World Series, but I like them to make the playoffs. I think their I think their lineup is definitely a lot better uh, this year after picking up Didi Gregorius. You got back Andrew McCutcheon. Like that whole team is healthy. That team can hit. It's just the pitching that concerns me. After Aaron Nola and big free agent pickup of Zach Wheeler, the rest of the rotation and bullpen is kind of a question mark after that. But if they can put up runs, I mean, that's a big thing in the MLB. If you can find a way to get a lot of offense going, especially in this shortened early season, and people are uh, trying to find their swing at the plate on other teams who are might struggle to put up runs and are going to depend on their pitching, the Phillies could uh, reap the benefits of that. So I'm excited to see what they can do. And another team is the White Sox and the AL Central. We kind of been talking about the AL Central a lot, but they got a lot of young and upcoming players some of the top prospects in the game. Uh, you had Anderson, who I think he's like their shortstop. He led the league in batting average last year. So that's another team to, I think, to look out for, keep an eye out for going forward. Yeah, the AL Central is going to be one of the more exciting uh, division races. Um, you know, I guess from top to bottom, there's, there's a lot of good teams that can really do some damage there. We, we you know, mentioned three of them already in this pod. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed there on the Phillies. I hope you're right about that one. Yeah, and the NL East, I think, is going to be pretty competitive, too. Definitely. You yeah. can make a case for, I think, four out of the five teams in that division, too, make the playoffs. The big thing is, though, uh, the NL East and the AL East, there's a lot of good teams in both of those divisions. 
they're all going to be competing against each other in this short 60-game season because it's just uh, division cross-league uh, matchups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. But anything else you got to want to touch on before we head out? Um, no, I think you're right. I think the, I think the East may hurt from this new scheduling. Yeah. Um, aspect. yeah they're playing each other, knocking each other out. So when you're only playing teams from the East, but then you, you're still you know, being compared against other teams in your division, you know, um, teams in the NL West, you know, may, for example, may have it a little easier mm-hmm. um, going against some of the NL West competition as, as you know, compared to, uh, to the East. So we may see teams knocking each other out of contention a little bit in the, in the East, but overall, um, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to see what the new scheduling brings. Um, you know, I'm excited to see how the short season sort of changes things, uh, you know, in all facets of the game. Yes. And um, just, yeah, as, as, as every year, excited to see how it plays out and who comes out on top. Yeah, it'll be cool to see uh, what we got. It'll definitely be interesting, something different. These teams are going to be playing for the next two months, basically every day. So even even more often than they usually do. But, Maybe once it gets like halfway through the season, we can revisit our picks and look what's going on with that. I'd love to, yeah. All right. Thanks again for having me. Thanks, Josh. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys.